Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> this week we celebrate the 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters with news and video from the official celebration at Sony Studios put on by Wizard World. Also, we are going to take you inside Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to a galaxy far, far away for a really cool adventure there. And we catch you up on all the news from San Diego Comic-Con. And Katie, there's a lot of news this week. Stay tuned, guys. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's The Con Guy Comic-Con Prep Show. Welcome back to The Con Guy Comic-Con Prep Show. We are happy to have you guys this week. This week we are talking about the 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters. 35 years ago, one of the one of the best summer movies ever. We were talking about it. I mean, Jesus, the other day about like, in 83, it was Return of the Jedi. 80, 84, it was Ghostbusters. 85? Back to the Future. Back to the Future. 86? Aliens? Yes, and 87. The Last Emperor. Lost Boys. Okay. All right. It was a great time to be alive. Four out of five ain't bad. 86 was also, I think, Breakfast Club. Wasn't it 86 or 85? One of those two. Very similar to Aliens. (laughs) Anyways, we are going to be talking about... uh, That's what we're going to be talking about for the second half of the show. But first, we will be talking about... Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is the brand new 14-acre giant mega construction that just has opened just this past two weeks ago at Disneyland Resort. It's going to open up in Florida in just a little bit, and it is big. It is huge, and we have some photos from there, and we have some we have opinions about it as well. <laughs> We've got opinions. What did you say? we got opinions. Yes, we do. All right. But first, we have a... Oh, and also, Katie is going to catch us up on our Comic-Con news, and mm-hmm. she's going to lead us through. We, and there's a lot of news this week, yep. a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth because someone's <laughs> not coming. But then someone else is coming, and it's typical Comic-Con season. We have five weeks to go. But Katie? Five weeks? We have five weeks until Comic-Con. Doesn't it seem like crazy that we're that close? And of course, uh, first of all, I am Jim. <laughs> I am your co-host here on the Con Guy Comic-Con Prep Show. We have a great um, room full of people. Who do we have with us today? Hi, I'm Katie, uh, the con girl, and I'm the cosplayer and just lover of all things conventions. So, mm-hmm. And a correspondent, I guess, for you guys a little bit. So. <laughs> yep. And I'm Jake, and I'm the writer in the comics and the movie fan. And I'm Cheeseman on the Couch, here with theconguy.com, just chilling. And in the booth taking care of us again, as always, is Ryan, our incredible engineer producer. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right. First up, we have a photograph of Katie. And Katie. Yeah, I'm going to all wait till it goes up there. But right. I got to, I won a contest on Twitter from Amazon Prime to go to the Jonas Brothers premiere. You won a their, contest? I didn't yes, know that. For their documentary, Chasing Happiness. And it's a fantastic documentary. It was made by one of their long-term, um, he used to be in their band and he's their manager. So it was made by someone that's been close to them for a while. So it's not like they hired someone else to do it. So it's really cool. Uh, that was me with Nick Jonas and my best uh, my best friend. He walked down and was taking pictures with people when they got there. And yeah, we just a video submission on Twitter and they picked 25 people and I got to go. And the, it was pretty cool. The fun thing about this photo is it looks like you're like all waiting in line to go to the same place together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's behind what, you. Song do they sing? My name is Jonas. Is that the name of the song they sing? What's What's the name of the new document? Wait, the wait. new documentary is called Chasing. That's happiness. actually a Weezer song. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. It's It's called My Happiness. Uh, Chasing Happiness because their <laughs> album that just came out is Happiness Begins, and this was called Chasing Happiness, and it was all about like their journey as a band and like why they broke up and why they got back together, and just it's a very good story about like family, what the industry can do when you get into it young. Um, there's even the the faith component gets brought in, so it's really good, really well made. So they're back on tour, right? They're going on tour um, 
starting in like August. Because they've been off for like what five, six, six years? years, six, six years, years. Yeah. To, to the day. The most yeah. I know about Jonas Brothers is from the movie The Hangover because they always, yeah. Alan always talks about the Jonas yeah. Brothers being in town and can't. Yeah. Well, the be big news from gosh, was it like four weeks ago. I think now it seems long ago, but I remember when all that announced they were coming back, and then Jonas Brothers performing is just like yeah. what, what, all these things. And yeah. When who was coming back? The all, all that, that is coming back. And they're performing. Right. On oh, that's a show. I yes. thought you yes. didn't this finish a sentence. All Sorry, that. no. And all that was coming back. And all that. Yeah, they're performing. Uh, uh, For those that don't know, the sketch show from Nickelodeon yes. when I was 20 years younger. Wow. And anyways, the thing that I do know he about was Katie. Two years old. Katie is a fan of very many things, but her yes. biggest fandom is the Jonas Brothers. It seems to me, because you, and yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I really do. All right. We have another photo, I think, and this is a photo that we took yesterday, and this is of myself and Cheeseman on the couch. Cheeseman, tell me what we're looking at here. We are looking at <laughs> Seth Green, director, writer, and star of the movie Changeland, which also stars one of his best friends since he was 15 years old, Brecken Meyer. Mm-hmm. So they did a special Q&A screen, screening at the, what's it called, the Lamely? Or? Lemley. Lemley. I almost got it this it's time. The Lemley Music Hall. Yes. <laughs> but it was a really cool Q&A kind of screening thing. They Seth introduced the film, and then they did the queue at the end, and they hung on the lobby, interacted with people. And uh, Brecken Meyer threw out Reese's Pieces. I should have brought some. He <laughs> oh, we should out. have shown you the Gave video. Gave me a couple packs. He kept throwing them at me, but I was trying to film and catch at the same time, so and my coordination was a little off. <laughs> he was sitting there, and they go, you in the red shirt! And he starts beaming. Yeah, and then he eventually just ran up to me and handed me candy. <laughs> with your bright red yeah, advertisement. Yeah, the, the nice con yes. guy shirt, which I'd actually met them before at Okay, what's Comic-Con. the connection to Comic-Con? Yeah. So at Comic-Con, I asked them a question about well, I just went up to ask them who their favorite Batman was wait, at the wait, robot wait, wait, chicken wait. panel. Yeah, we, yeah, the panel we were in. Yeah, and then they, for some reason, tried to get me to take my shirt off. Well, but they're like, "Oh, the con just who's the con guy? The con guy just got sexy." Well, in front of like fifteen hundred people, yeah. Luke's sitting there asking questions, and he had just. We had just come from the pool bar outside. We yeah. didn't know we'd get in, and so we're in there, and Luke's happy. And in line, and he asks a question, and I for con guy, who's the con guy? Take that shirt off, okay? And it starts coming off, I'm like no, put it back on. <laughs> I, I referenced it to Seth when I saw him on Sunday, and then he was like, "Yeah, that sounds like something we do." <laughs> Another thing that we did that was really cool while we were there. Um, oh my gosh, one of the actors from Battlestar Galactica, our friend Derek, who usually is here, his wife Lara. Her very favorite show is Battlestar Galactica. So I missed her birthday last week, and I felt really bad. So instead of being at her birthday, I got Mike Gucco. I'd have to look him up. He, he played Starbucks' boyfriend on Battlestar Galactica, and he wished Lara a happy birthday. So that was kind of cool. Oh, that's nice. We, mm-hmm. we couldn't show the video because then we'd be... Yeah. We'd hit the... But yeah, anyways. check out Changeland anyways. Uh, it's... it's where what they say? It's in select theaters it's, and... it's all across the country right now in select theaters this week yeah. and on video on demand. Yes. Is it a comedy? It's... Okay. I don't know. I haven't it's, heard about it's this It's a movie, bromedy, so. like bro... It's a bromedy. Bromedy. It's, it's a, a little bit of drama, a little bit of comedy. Uh, I believe that's called a buddy comedy. <laughs> is that what it's called? Isn't yes, that yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it's a, It's a movie about okay. a guy who... I've never heard bromedy before. Yeah, I know. On, <laughs> I just made it up. A bromedy. It's on, mine. I own it. <laughs> on hit, it's a guy, Seth Green's character, whatever his name is, Brandon Beverly. I don't know what his name was. But 
On his anniversary, he finds out that his wife is cheating on him. So the big trip to Thailand that he planned, he takes his buddy Brecken Aww. with him on oh, okay. to find himself and get his life back in order. And to finally, so he can get the strength of to whether or not to, yes, I'm going to leave her or no, I'm going to fight for this and stay. And, you know, it's a really good, I don't want to ruin it for you, yeah. but it was kind of really a good, Seth did a good job on that. Really good job. Nice. Hey, by the way, I if you like are watching us right now on YouTube, give us um, two thumbs up, if you could, because you love our show so much. Or if you're listening to us on iTunes, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating. But no matter what you're doing, go ahead and leave us a comment and get involved with the show, because we'd love to talk to you. Leave your comments and... um we will have a lot of fun with them. We want you guys to be involved as much as possible. But right now, we have something that we call Three Minute Geek News Roundup. And we have a very special guest this week who's going to like deliver it for us. Oh, thanks. <laughs> All right. But Media just... shocks making fun of you, Jim. Saying every, <laughs> every con story Jim opens with says we came from the bar. <laughs> Who just said that? Someone Media listening. shock. It's like, so I was at a bar, and then... <laughs> Media Shock uh, watches often. Yeah. They know. Yeah. <laughs> they... <laughs> I can't deny that's the truth. All right, so, um, is hey, Ryan, are we going to do the three-minute countdown this week? We got the three-minute countdown right, this week. I'll, I'll let Jake and Ryan take it from here. Thanks, Ryan. Well, it was a dark weekend for Fox's Dark Phoenix. Um, their opening debut weekend, they only grossed $33 million, which, oh. sad to say, it's the lowest of any... Of the X-Men franchise. First time they never cracked the 50 million mark that opening weekend. We'll talk about it in just a minute, Katie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's not great for them. It's also the worst reviewed film in the X-Men franchise. <laughs> I'll be honest, I haven't seen it. Uh, my least favorite was X-Men Origins Wolverine. And that earned that, yes. <laughs> wow. Uh, what was your least favorite of the X-Men movies? Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yes. Yeah. Apocalypse. Yep. I found Apocalypse forgettable, but not like... I saw Wolverine for free, and I left the theater thinking, I want my money. (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone else did, too. Yeah, I was like, but they didn't have enough money to pay for good CG claws, so maybe they can't afford to give it back. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, uh, hopefully things turn up for the X-Men once uh, they join the MCU, I don't know, 17 years from now. Uh, In other news, Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam New Line spinoff follow-up to its hits Shazam has found its director. I'm so sorry if I butchered this. Jomé Colette Sarah, who just wrapped shooting Dwayne Johnson in Disney's Jungle Cruise, is re-teaming with Johnson for the DC Comics action-based movie. Black Adam is considered the arch-nemesis of Shazam. And I feel like this one's been in development for quite yeah. some time yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're talking about it, just, like, not really behind closed doors, but just kind of out and about, mm-hmm. tweeting about it. And so it's nice to see a little bit more action taking place now that Shazam had a nice big oomph in the yeah. Shazam-averse. Katie, you didn't like Shazam, did you? That's so odd. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. Her least favorite actor is the lead in that. Anyways. Uh, Netflix. Kidding, of course. <laughs> <laughs> On streaming news, yeah. Netflix is bringing back the adult skewing anime anthology series Love, Death, and Robots for another go-round. Which I haven't seen yet. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> but you rave about it. Katie Katie does. raves about it. Yes. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about it? The love, the death, or the robots? It's awesome. Okay. It sounds like a really weird version of Rock, Paper, Scissors. (laughs) 
Uh, I hope that's what the entire show is about. Anyway, the series features a wide breadth of genres, science fiction, fantasy, horror, comedy, rock, paper, and scissors, and the stories told through animation styles from traditional 2D to photoreal 3D CGI, so congrats to them. Uh, in other streaming news... 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Swamp Thing. Oh, Swamp Thing. So sorry, Swamp Thing. You're going to have to go back into the water because it sounds like you are you got the axe. You're, you've been canceled, <laughs> even though all ten episodes are going to stream on DC Universe. And people seem to like it. They do like it. I saw the first episode of that, and it's really good. If you like John Carpenter's The Thing, you'll probably love this show. you got 15 seconds. All right. Warner Brothers. <laughs> it might fold into the Warner Brothers streaming service. Yep. It might be its own thing. Last but not least... Uh, Justin Bieber has challenged Tom Cruise to an MMA fight. He says, "I want to challenge Tom Cruise to fight in the octagon." Tom, if you don't want to take, if you don't take this fight, you're scared and you will never live it down. Who's willing to put on the fight? So, Tom, this is your mission. Should you choose to accept it? Wow, right Bang. on time. Whoa. Right on time. I did not think you were going to. I did not it. either. This I was... would watch. I'm just saying, I'd watch it. Wasn't the Okay, that's the weirdest I, bit of news. A that Bieber is a weird bit octagon? of news. Is he like... Yeah, Beaver Cruise. You know how Beaver occasionally goes <laughs> on <Cruise>. his weirdness <laughs> rants? That's one of them. I mean, who challenges Tom Cruise to a... He was hanging fight? out with Roseanne. That's just, I know. I, and I could see a charity some, event doing very well. Yeah. You, could pull in, you could pull in so many quadrants with a Cruise-Beaver fight. I can see Beaver I doing it. I think they should, it should be tag team. And I can't like Macaulay see Tom Culkin Cruise likes Tom doing kind of the fighting stuff. He could join in. Macaulay Culkin likes doing fighting styles? Yeah. yeah. Like MMA? kind of the fun parody. St- and even in the movie in the Changeland movie, that we're showing, he, he, would, does, he, he does a fight scene. He's big into MMA. Yeah. That's what Seth was saying. He's a big fan. I think it's pro wrestling more so, but he's also in the, he fought types of stuff. his butt off in this yeah. movie. It was great in his bunny ears. Yeah. It was bizarre. Rather I, than an MMA fight, I think Bieber and Cruz should do either a lip sync battle or a rap battle, a la Eight Mile. That'd be more entertaining. By the way, fight. with Tom Cruise dressed as his character from Tropic Thunder, exactly. We exactly. just found out somebody who has offered to get into the ring with Justin Bieber, Lip Nicky, John. Uh, Really? No. John, what, say it again? It's Jonathan, Jonathan right? Lipnicki yeah. and Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Our friend Brad, who is friends with him, just texted us to say that Jonathan... Is he, is he fighting for Tom Cruise's honor? <laughs> that would be awesome. Jerry that totally makes sense. That's perfect. 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 Yes. That's a good twist. That's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Okay. He's going to bang his eight-head pound... Oh. Eight-pound head against I can't wait to see so that hard. now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brad, you got to get Nikki come on the show with us, and so he can accept the challenge. Yeah. By the way, let's talk for a second about uh, Dark Phoenix. Yeah, M- myself, I saw it. Luke saw it. Katie, you saw it. Yes, and correct. your thoughts? Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I liked the story. I liked the characters and a lot of stuff. I just had some small issues with the writing and the directing, which I know that doesn't <laughs> sound like a small issue, but there were certain <laughs> there was just certain things like mainly because like the pacing. That's kind of like saying I yeah. like the cake. I just had a an issue with how it tasted. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it was just <laughs> like... like the flavor. The, oh, the, the frosting. Like the beats that the actors had. They just... It felt very like, okay, can you just... Like Ross on Friends, how he has that way that he delays everything and he can't say a, word, a, a line fast. It kind of <laughs> reminded me of that. It worked for Ross, but it when did were not you work for Sophie. Under me. <laughs> That's a yeah. Friends quote. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. for free. So, I but I enjoyed it. Um, I think uh, Nicholas Holt was probably one of my favorite parts about that movie. He's one of the best actors was, in that movie. He is, and I, I, he actually favorited my tweet after I watched the movie because I tweeted him, and yeah? yeah, he liked it. So that was fun. But he nice. was he was my favorite of that movie for sure. Nice. His, the 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 character development of Beast in general, and his relationship with um, 
For oh, someone, I can't think of her name right now. Oh, sorry. Um, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, but what's her character's name? Raven. Raven. Mystique. 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 Um, their for, character development was really good. For someone who's only read the Dark Phoenix saga, the Pokemon story, yeah. what elements do they borrow closely, and what what is very different? They the elements they borrowed closely was um, Jennifer Chest Jessica Chastain's character was someone who was there goading her into this Dark Phoenix. Thing you know, in the in the comics, there was this underground society and Hellfire Club, the Hellfire Club, yeah, and which they they've were, already used, so they can't. Yeah, have we? When did we use the Hellfire first Club? First class. Did they use it? Yeah, uh, I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. But first class was my was my favorite of this of this phase, I guess, yeah. of X Men. So it definitely wasn't as good as that, and the, but it wasn't as bad as they I use, the thing that they did well is the Phoenix was an, a, a cosmic force yes. which invaded her body. The things, but it ended there as far as the cosmic, because in in the comic books, Phoenix flies into outer space into the middle of a star, causes it to go supernova and destroys it's like five to six billion people, and so she must be brought to justice according to this this alien race. That's too much for one movie. Yeah, yes. I mean, especially once you've never even introduced it, but. Jessica Chastain. Okay, done. this is a little bit of a spoiler. Should, should we spoil her? Should we spoil her a little bit? No, I, I, I won't... say just don't do anything spoiler. Okay, I won't spoil her yeah. anything. Yes. Yeah. No one cares. I'll tell you this, you guys. Uh, no one saw it this weekend. So <laughs> yes. I don't know if you're going to really No one's going to care. It's so, not like Game well, of Thrones well, no, this or isn't, This like isn't a Avengers giant spoiler. Just Jessica Chastain is an alien. Yes. And so she is from another race of aliens. And so that's uh, the closest we get to the whole cosmic stuff. Other than that... I, I didn't hate the film. I it, it was it was fun. I liked the the action. But it, what do you think, Cheese? That fun. Okay, that was. I mean, it was it was an okay movie. But it's just after being spoiled with all this stuff from Marvel, after yeah. coming from Endgame, which still has humor, even though all this dark stuff happened. It's just like th- there's not really an arc of fun to series. Like you need all that stuff where it's just yeah. very yeah. kind of like. So, like everybody serious looks, and it was just—it was just too serious. I do give you not, give you that that you're right. That yeah, it was I agree with dour that. Dour the whole time. My favorite yeah. part was the ending because it was, it was over. over? <laughs> well, that yes, but the other your favorite part was the ending. And going back to the she bar, liked everything but the writing and the direction. No, no, the where they play the chess game at the end because yeah. they kind of tied it together. Yes. You know, or, don't tell the characters who are doing yeah. it. I, well, I, I mean, I agree with you. I love that. It ending. was Beast and uh, Gambit playing. <laughs> Although chess. I was a yeah. bit perplexed. How as many X Men movies end with a chess game? I One, was a bit perplexed. Yeah. To <laughs> oh my gosh, Darian. It ended so, with Brian Singer in jail. Oh look and. Sorry, I don't want to Fastbender was so great in this uh, he's, movie. I, he's one of my favorites in this this, in this series. Is that a production series. still, or is that a weekend party? This is a production still. Is that his 4th of July, Memorial Day cookout? That makes yes. it look fun. He looks kind of happy. Yeah. kind of looks like it's a scene from True Blood and not But here's this. the deal. X, <laughs> Very Skarsgård, yeah. Dark yeah. Phoenix yeah. was one of the largest Oh, panels. by the way, I don't think the people on here are seeing the stills. They commented earlier that they didn't see oh. okay. our pictures. We, Just, we had we had one problem with the first picture, oh, but there uh, we've it is. fixed it I since then. It. We've yeah. Problem fixed has been right. fixed. Perfect. Thank you guys for letting us know yes. about that. Yeah. But um, I, I did... I, I semi-enjoyed the film. I did not hate the film. It was by far not my favorite Mar- Marvel film, or my favorite favorite Fox yes. Marvel film. Um, Which is? My favorite Fox Marvel film is probably Days of Future Past or or X, X2. 
Are you not counting Deadpool in this? Are you not counting oh, sideways? Oh, that's right, Deadpool. <laughs> I would say Deadpool is my favorite. <laughs> they were mutants so. in Sideways. That's Deadpool right. goes on the Sideways trip with yeah. Miles and Jim. One of these um, days, we'll have an we'll have an episode all about our favorite of all those films because they will be rebooted. They are about to be taken over by the. The goodness that is Kevin Feige. <laughs> we Although, are so happy about that. This Dark Phoenix did make me want to see like Dark Phoenix versus Captain Marvel because like that would be. Oh my gosh! But Captain Marvel was not around during the Dark Phoenix. I know, saga. but like I want to see that be after this movie. I have a feeling if Kevin Feige reboots the X Men, it's going to be in the non Avengers yeah. world, kind of how it exists in the comic books. You don't see a lot of crossovers. Well, there, there. is the one. My there's some. Yeah, there's some, but not a lot. Yeah. Real quick, we're going to switch over. Um, we have a really exciting thing to show you guys. By the way, um, and as soon as we get done with this, I'm going to go over some upcoming conventions that are coming up. But me and Cheesemen were able to go visit dun, 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 Star Wars Galaxy's Edge down at Disneyland recently. And there we go. We were... Um, we had like our, our reserve pass for five o'clock to nine o'clock. We had to get in and out, you know, experience everything we could. And five uh, we, to, wait, nine to five? Five to nine. Five to nine. Okay. We had a four-hour four time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, that was quick. So the biggest news to come. But out, the good news is there's not much to do there. Yet. Oh wait, 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 wait! Stop, 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 stop. So we did. Everything. <laughs> I, I just want to tell everybody real right up front that it is probably one of the most monumentally beautiful, breathtakingly designed land I've ever seen Disney design. It is. It's huge. It's awesome. We have all these cool pictures like. There is something, I, I was taping, when you see the Millennium Falcon in real life for the very first time, it just gives you the chills to the bone. Oh, is that Hammerhead? That what? It, it is a Hammerhead that is Doc Ondar. This is Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. So, Cheeseman, I will let you start talking about, wait, wait, let me go first and you give the other yeah, perspective. Yeah, then I can give more of an honest. Okay, no, <laughs> my perspective is this. This is my perspective. I, <laughs> I think it was just breathtaking. It was impressive. It was to the T designed exactly how it needs to be designed. It was huge. It was open. And um, for those of us who are Star Wars fans, we just stepped into a Star Wars world and it felt awesome. I do think it has some room for improvement. And that's the way we are framing this. Jason, tell me what your your opinion was. Uh, like you said, it was... Uh Great space, like they. By the way, we're showing a picture a really of you and Ray. Yes, and she was a very good Ray. Yes, I she would was. Say. Yeah, wow. yeah. All, all yeah. these actors stay in character pretty well. I've been yeah. told. I was almost too intimidated to ask for almost a picture. I'm like, because she's looked a little too much. Like I dare Ray. you to ask for a bathroom. Anyways, keep going. But yeah, <laughs> they had a few characters, which was cool. We saw Chewie, but Chewie looked like he was about to go on a break yeah. when I saw him, unfortunately. <laughs> and there was there's that new character, too. I don't think that's on here. The the one that's kind of, she's known as the character of the park. She's Mas the. Canada? Yeah, no, no, no. She's a, a spy for Admiral yeah. Organa. Admiral? General. General, General Organa. Lee Organa. But yeah, she that was kind of cool because she kind of like, she's like, can you look over to see if the stormtroopers are coming? And like, had us kind of spying for her. So that was kind of fun, the interaction there. There's the area where you build a bot. We kind of could build a droid. Build a droid, but it was, what, like, a, it could be 100 or 200 or. Just depending on what it is. Yeah. And there's, My friend but got it looked, one. It's like a cool conveyor though. belt oh, really? and everything. My friend got one. Yeah. Do you know how much she paid for it? No, I can ask him. Two grand. An Astromech? The yeah. protocol? Yeah. What kind of droid? All I know is I'm saving up to get a lightsaber. That's all <laughs> yeah. I know. 
The well, lightsaber. It's also 200, Although, right? That yeah. you gotta. What was it? Oh yeah, Do you no, have I know. To get yeah. Tell you what. Reservation. We'll, we'll you, go, can, you can say you have to get reservation. No, no, I'll go ahead and tell you. My advice for anyone going to visit, and, and directly to your point, and then I'll let Luke jump on this, is if you're going to go in, do not go directly to their one attraction, which is um, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. It's a good attraction. It's mm. not spectacular, but it's fun. We wrote it twice. We could have wrote it a third time because the lines go down in the middle of your, your time you're there. Yeah. But it's also because right now it's a smaller group of people yes. being yes. let out. Eventually it's probably going to be a two or three The reason wait. I say don't go first, go first to Oga's Cantina if you want to get some of the drinks because... 15 w- minutes if you don't get there. You won't, you won't, you won't be won't able to, to go participate. In, which was one of the things that... Our little group of three, Brad, if you're watching. Brad's what? There's Poor a picture of me, you, and Brad at the Millennium Falcon chess yeah. table. You're That's in so- an X-Men movie here. <laughs> yeah, look at that. We're playing, playing chess. But, but, but there's two things that you should go to very first when you walk through the doors. You should go straight to Ogos Cantina, line up, and let them give you your, your callback number. They'll give you a number, and they'll call your phone. Yes. Once you have that number, if you still have time, go over to get your, your lightsaber design. Or... I had I had a little bit of aggravation with that part. Luke has me on video getting aggravated. I go walking over and someone says, I say, What is this? Oh, this is scrap metal. You can correct you can collect and make your own scrap metal. I'm like, Scrap metal? What are you talking about? You know, this is scrap metal. They won't come out of character and they yeah. point it to a, a banner of a lightsaber. I said, Oh, you mean lightsaber? Scrap metal. Oh, they're not allowed because yeah, they can't it. say lightsaber in, right. in yeah. it under the order under the first order yes. rule, which yeah. is kind of cool but kind of frustrating because I couldn't figure that out. But then I couldn't get in. I said, "Oh, can I go see it?" Oh no, reservations are gone. I'm like, what? "Well, you have to pay no. to get in. You pay to get in. So you have to from from what I've heard um, to get into the building, you have to buy a lightsaber." And that's in order to watch the show and everything, you have to pay to get in. Now, will it always be that way? Probably not. But right now, you have to pay to get into that. I'm not sure if I was told that or not. They may not have. They might have just I know that your lightsabers are pretty pricey in there. But for collect, like, I'm a, I love, let me say right in front, Star Wars is the movie. The reason I came to Hollywood was this movie. I love it that much. It just changed my life. And so I was so stoked to go there. Yeah. So uh, just in general, it just. There wasn't enough of the IP, the like, especially the old, or even like, even much of the new stuff, because they're trying to like, for some reason, like, we're doing a new thing. It's kind of its own thing. It's it's its own planet. It's an original planet, right? Which is really annoying. It is the planet of Batu. This is the Black Spire outpost on the planet of Batu. It's called Black Spire because these big rock formations you see used to be trees, and they have now become spires. Yeah, I mean, I they're gonna. Fix it eventually, because I mean, <laughs> fix the, it. You're it's not broken. Falcon, it you is. want kind of more of the character. Like Star Tours is a much better. Like as far as the video, the cool thing about the ride is you get the push buttons. Like you get the fire. You get to sit there and you're hitting, actually firing lasers, and then someone's actually steering. They have, they assign you different roles. There, it's just a small group in each little thing, which is cool. And I like looking out of it and the hyperspace and all that kind of stuff is fun. But then they're just not making a good use of the characters like they would in, you know, Star Tours and they don't have the score where you, it just basically gives you the chills like as I was kind of surprised. It. Yeah. So I just it just felt kinda of like empty in a way to me. Like the coolest thing was just being in the Millennium Falcon and walking through those hallways and seeing kind of the chessboard stuff. But then kind of getting in there and doing the hyper that was cool. But then it's like 
I didn't feel like I was in the movie Star Wars, where it just felt like a missed opportunity where I feel like they need to go in and do, like, Star Tours where they're switching out different missions that you can, like, write it, like, many different times they get different missions, and then maybe sometime you hear Han's voice telling you what to do and different things and just kind of really bring you in the fandom and just more characters around the area. I just think it's a good start, but it's not there yet, basically. I, and I think, because I, I did speak with Luke, and some of uh, some of what he was saying I, I get. For example, the big dedication ceremony for Galaxy's Edge was a star-studded event with George Lucas, hot... Uh, um, Han. Har- <laughs> uh, Harrison Ford, Mark Mark Hamill, and... Um, Billy D. Yeah, yeah, Billy Dee was there, which was fantastic. And then they hit hit it to start it, and they, it was dedicated to Peter Mayhew, who had just passed. And what did that do? That made us all nostalgic for Star Wars. Then you walk in, none of that's there. It's it, it's yeah. designed to not be part of our nostalgia. It was designed to be part, it's set between episodes 8 and 9, deliberately. So, and I think it's so they can build on it in the future. There is something to be said about... But it made they, me they, nostalgic for Force Awakens, even, because I'm like, where's Force Awakens? Like, it's true. weird feeling nostalgic <laughs> even now for years ago. In full disclosure, the, their biggest attraction there, the Rise of the Resistance, is not open yet. Yes. It'll be opening later this year, and it is apparently one of the biggest rides Disney's ever designed. That I'm, is a ride? Yeah. it's. I'm really looking forward to it. But right now, 14 acres, one attraction... It's it's woefully bereft of things to do. It's just it's a fourteen acre shopping mall right now with a Com- can- comparable to the um, Wizarding World at uh, the Universal Hollywood kind of thing, where it's uh, like one section. And I actually don't know how large that is. I don't know if that's fourteen acres. I think it's much smaller than yeah. this. That, but there's more attractions there. But I like what Luke said. They, I, I bet you anything, they will be adding more attractions. This is looks like it's built for many more attractions to come. I'd be surprised if they weren't going to. I'm not slamming it. I, I think it's a great addition to Disney. It's a good start, but they need the Star Wars yes. people to come in and then complain maybe a little bit and then get it yeah, to I mean, the place that it needs. You to need be. to add. It, I I won't feel nostalgic for this place. When I left here, I I, I walked in and I kept on thinking, man, I. Want to go ride Star Tours because I want I, it made me nostalgic yeah. for and Star the, Tours and the Space Mountain hyperspace is back as well, which uh, yeah. I literally yeah. got like chills the first time I rode that. I, we didn't get the ride at this time, but like going through there and then playing that Star Wars music, like they're going through, and then the everything flying around. And we do have like to finish this section, amazing. but I do know that John Williams did compose an original score just for this land. I, I did not hear it. I didn't hear it either, which was very upsetting to me. I th- it must not have been playing that day. They didn't have a lot of characters walking around. I don't think it was a bad land. I think that we had a bad experience. We did have the green and blue moat too as well. Yes. Saw that. Which was yeah. okay. It was slushy, but eh, yeah, I don't it was know. okay. Is it, it was, slushy? Kind of yeah. tastes a little bit like it, a push pop if it was more. It is like not ready. milk. It is not milk. It'll be hot. Yeah. It's more of a. No, yeah. It's a yeah. fruit slushy, which is good. So overall, I think it's, it has tons of potential, and I really hope they do add in. Yeah. So, so far, what? It's a, for me, it's probably like a C or C minus, but it, it will get there too. Being a nice. I'm not going to say I wasn't disappointed. I yeah, I left disappointed, but I think it has a lot of potential. I I I fully have faith that Disney is going to make that thing a shining a, a shining star of their empire. If this is a oh wait, that's terrible. I'm not calling them the empire <laughs> of, yeah. the, of their kingdom. That's better. If this is a C, what's a what's a B or an A in your opinion from theme parks or amusement parks you've been to? I think Cars Land. Cars Land is an A. As far as immersive, great attractions, it has a lot. It's one of the best things they've ever done. 
Haunted Mansion is an A all by itself. <laughs> all right. I, okay, real quick before we do this, um, I, I got to run th- through this list real quick. We have some upcoming cons coming up that I want to tell everybody about. June fifteenth through sixteenth, Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con is in Las Vegas. June twenty eighth through the thirtieth, Wisconsin Comic Convention. July fourth through seventh, Florida SuperCon in Miami. July fourth through seventh weekend also is Anime Expo downtown Los Angeles. Thank you for bringing that to my attention, Katie. Mm-hmm. Also. July 17th through 21st, it is San Diego Comic-Con, which includes Preview Night. It's only five weeks away, which is ridiculous to think about it. October 11th, wait, wait, yeah. October 11th through 13th seems a long ways away, but LA Comic-Con right now has opened up early bird tickets if you guys want to get them. And then, a couple of other events. June 29th through 30th is Riverdale Convention in Whippany, New Jersey. I've never heard of that town, but that sounds awesome. Whippany or Whippany? And then July 31st through August 4th, the official Star Trek convention in Las Vegas. Katie, yes. speaking of San Diego Comic-Con, you have some news. F- oh, wow. Um, yeah, I can, I can go through it real quick. Okay. Like, I can, I can do it. I didn't realize we haven't talked about this. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, for San Diego Comic-Con, the big news is that Warner Brothers, as some of you have probably heard, has dropped out of Hall H this year, and they usually have a really big presence, like a two-hour time slot. Yep. They will not be there this year, but IT Chapter 2 will have a presence headlining the third annual Scare Diego event, hosted by New Line, and they revealed that Warner Brothers plans to return to SDCC in 2020 with its DC feature slate. Um, and that for 2019, they simply weren't ready to... For, they didn't have material, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, off-site, SDCC unofficial blog, PaceyCon, Sunday night, 6 to 8 p.m. at... <laughs> PaceyCon. Dubliner? Dubliner, yeah, Dubliner. At, 50, at 554 4th Avenue, themed after Dawson's Creek. The Ace <laughs> parking lot, you guys have heard us talk about Ace parking lot lotteries. They're now officially open to the public, so anybody mm-hmm. can get those parking passes, and I, you're gonna, I encourage that. <laughs> yeah, um, you need those. And yeah. also, the big news that they dropped this year was that the badges are changing. They usually have a plastic piece in mm-hmm. it, and that's the RFID, and that's kind of been the p- process since 2016. Mm-hmm. This year, they're only doing paper that has your name and the days you purchased with an RFID sticker. So that's going to be interesting. Um, we'll it doesn't sound as uh, as, as secure, but we'll see. I mean, it, we'll see. I'm still surprised that that's a random thing to change. Anyway, Conan O'Brien is back at the uh, Spreckles Theater. The tickets are not yet on the One Iota site, but just keep your eyes open. Um, and Wednesday, July 17th at 4:30. Thursday, July 18th at 4:30. 19th at, uh, at 4:30, and Saturday at 5:30. And then Amazon Studios confirmed that they'll be renting 60,000 square feet for an off-site to promote the series The Expanse, Carnival Row, and The Boys. And Amazon Studios has kind of been bringing it pretty big. So, um, yeah, and the off-sites are fun. So, yeah. And I believe that was all for the news for the most part. But oh, who, who did announce they were coming? Game of Thrones is coming back. So that's kind of a surprise. I guess they're coming back, but without their showrunners. Yeah. So that'll be an interesting panel. I'm sure they'll... Um, uh, panel or riot? I don't really know. It's going to be an interesting for sure, but the stars will be there as like the final farewell to Game of Thrones. We will have a lot more Comic-Con news coming up, and we'll put it on our fa- our Facebook page. And we we I apologize. We're going to have to truncate. We have one last thing to talk about. We'll talk about it fairly quickly. But this weekend was the official 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters. And we have a slideshow that we're going to let run while we talk about it. We um, <clears throat> Wizard World Entertainment hosted the official Ghostbusters 35th anniversary down at Sony Studios. Sony Pictures Studios lot down in Culver City, and it was a blast. Me and Cheeseman went down there. 
Um, some news came out. Some cool things happened. We got to see a lot. There's, there, there's. By the way, you're seeing a, the. Uh, we just showed a statue, the 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 evil dog statue. Um, the Halloween store. What is it? Spirit Halloween store is going to have that for sale for four hundred ninety nine dollars this year. That's kind of cool to celebrate Ghostbusters. But, but anyways, there's a lot of marshmallow mans walking around. They had like big inflatable ones. They had cars that a lot of like fans had made themselves that were allowed kind of there on the lot. Different people had make different fan documentaries, even their own ghost busting kind of groups and crews. So there was there was just a big mix of fandoms and they Kato, Kato had a ton of signings there too. <laughs> and then Cato, yeah, he Kato Kato Kalen was Kalen the host, was for the the host of the main stage activities <laughs> and all that of all things. And then Flux Capacitors, which is a Back to the Future cover band, and as long as as well as '80s cover band they played, and we're probably going to have them on the show sometime. Yeah, that, which fun. would be great. And then uh, they had a mix of different people from Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, Dan. Well, from Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Two. They did, I think, some stuff on the animated series. I didn't attend any of those panels. And then they also talked about, you know, the the most recent one they did with the the women Ghostbusters. And then they're talking about <laughs> made some news about the new upcoming one that's going to bring cool. a lot of the people from the original two films back. What was? And by the way, sorry that we're speeding so quickly, but the big news that came out this weekend while we were sitting there, Sigourney Weaver got up. She was on a red carpet somewhere, and she goes, "Yeah, I'm in the next movie." Has not been confirmed. Yeah, all of us are. Me and Bill and Dan. And so we're sitting there and we're watching a panel with the director of the next film, Jason Reitman. And his dad was also on the, the panel, um, Ivan Reitman. Yeah. And, and Jason, and someone goes, we got to ask a question. Did they read this? Does, does she know what she's talking about? And he just very reluctantly goes, I do at the mid. Sigourney has read the script. Yeah, that's how they confirmed yes. everybody. And Bill did, Dan, did Dan read the script? Yes, Dan. And Bill, has he read the script? Yes, he's. I wish the they would have asked about Rick Moranis. Did Rick Moranis? Oh my read the gosh, script? that is a get. I know because if I, he could return, if for you that. get Rick Moranis, that is a get. And and what's really cool is um, Dan Aykroyd. He was there all day, hosting mm-hmm. a lot of the events. He had one event where he talked about his belief in the supernatural and how he was actually he's the he's the force behind the whole series. He wrote the original treatment, which was much larger, and he you know they had to cut it down to the story that they eventually came up with. But it, it was kind of interesting. The reason I started the show talking about like the the movies of, okay, the we got one video. I would love to show you. Um, we got to wrap this show up, guys, because we can show the video. Real okay, quick. we're gonna show a video real quick, and then we're gonna wrap up. All right, here we go, you guys. All right, this is one of the panels. That, I, really, um, I really trust her instincts. Uh, Jason Reitman and Ivan Reitman. Extraordinary movies. Uh, this is him telling his son to, he, he's comfortable with him passing the baton over to him. And, and I think you have the heart, which is the real secrets, finding these characters, making us love them. And I'm quite sure you're going to do that. And I, I say, trust them and go for it, buddy. <laughs> It was such a great moment to see the dad passing the baton to the son. I told you I had a surprise. And uh, as you know, this movie that we're about to make is a love letter to 1984, just as today is a love letter to 1984. And in making this movie, we found something kind of extraordinary. We went to Sony and we said, you know, we'd really love to get back into the original dailies from 1984. Do you still have them? And we found them. This is cool. Uh, 
But listen. They were in a mine in Kansas, and we shipped the boxes to Burbank, and we've been going through the footage for reasons I cannot tell you. But along the way, we found some really cool stuff, and let's go ahead and roll some of the first piece of footage that we found. And, and they showed several different like bits yeah. of it, but basically they're saying they may use the footage for either some scenes that maybe weren't used, or they may be kind of digitizing maybe certain characters. Is this is this going to be like that DS9 episode where they go back to the triple episode of Star Trek? I do not <laughs> or know. Or I could just say it'd be like Endgame, and I guess that's a warm But the thing that was <laughs> interesting that stood out is somebody asked him about, um, uh, you got, Doc, Harold, is it, Ramis, what? The character who played Egon Spengler, yes, Egon, who you know that actor is no longer with us. He has passed on. And but when they asked Ivan Reitman, they said, "How did? You, what are you going to do?" And they or about him being gone. Are you going? Is the does the story accommodate the fact that he's no longer with us? And Ivan, he just goes, "He's always with us like that." And then they made this comment about, "We went back to the originals. We can't tell you why." It sounds like they might be somehow bringing him into the story somehow, uh, hopefully with the permission of his family. We cannot say that is true, but they kind of insinuated it. And we do have to wrap up, but like, in, real quick, any other thoughts about this weekend? Yeah, a clip we don't probably have time for, but th- there's a real sweet moment between the father and son, just like the son just saying how much there's no other storyteller or filmmaker he appreciated more than his father. Tell you what, Ryan, we are going to end the show on that clip, if you don't mind. That's good to me. Okay, and it's a real short clip, and this is such a sweet one, guys. But um, go Ghostbusters. I'm so glad that we're celebrating 35 years. I can't wait to see the next one. By the way, we all three directors of all three Ghostbusters were on the stage at one point. Okay, here we go. This last clip. There's any more appropriate place for me to take this evening, um, except to say that... Uh, uh, you're the greatest storyteller I know, Aww. and uh, I am the luckiest son on earth. And uh, I uh, I feel uh, so intimidated to make this film, <laughs> but I'm making it for all of you guys. Woo! Making it for you. I love you. And, uh, so that it's so great, you know. And so this is kind of how we ended kind of how we ended the uh, Star Wars celebration. And um, thank you guys for joining us this week. I wish we had more time to talk. To, I wish we had more time to talk about Ghostbusters. But take a look at our website. We have a lot of articles in our Instagram and Twitter. Like yes. we've been posting different pictures and videos from these events. And the last thing I got to say, the funniest thing was um, um, Ray Parker Jr. was there for you know who you gonna call? He did ninety minutes or two hours of of. Of sound check during the middle of the day, you know, and, and, and it still sounded terrible. And then at the end of the day, they not did not because of him. He they did another great, forty-five minutes of it, and then it started. It's like, oh, that was awful. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Sorry, we're, we're kind of rushing through, but we just had so much to talk about. We always are pretty gabby here. Anyways, if you want to follow us, please follow us at thekindguy.com on Twitter. You can also find me at Jim Fry LA on Twitter. Katie, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at KT underscore Christine or on Instagram at Katie's Fairy Tale. You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at JT Hummus. 
And you can find me on Twitter at Cheese on the Couch and Cheese on Couch, actually, and on the conguy.com. And just this was my the little badge there from the Ghostbusters event. So, All right. Cool. Yep. Fantastic. Thanks and for watching. Yeah. Thank you guys for watching. And this is the panel. I mean, this is the panel guide that the we program, had. Yeah. Well, the program. We'll have a lot more on the website this week. Again, thank you guys. And everybody in this room, thank you guys for coming out tonight. I know that uh, you have better things to do, but this is a lot of fun. No. no. All right. <laughs> Tune in next week, guys. We'll see you then. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.